Good morning and welcome to We Live on a Planet right here on Anchor Radio. I'm so glad you guys are joining me. I'm your host, Patrick. Let's start the show. It's Tuesday, March 6, 2018. What's the temperature in my fine town of Oswego, New York? It's 26 degrees. Feels like 24. 43 is going to be the high. Why am I talking like this? 43 and I have no idea. It's Winds are out of the northeast at three miles per hour. How are you doing? I have no idea why I had a sing-song voice going in there, but I did just now. It's the We Live on a Planet morning edition, and I'm glad you're joining me. I hope you're having a cup of coffee or tea, and we've got some stuff to talk about today. Nothing real deep, just just things, stuff and things. I have a quote that I'd like to give you. Whatever you want in life, other people are going to want to believe in yourself enough to accept the idea that you have an equal right to it. That's from Diane Sawyer. So believe in yourself today and just do it. Tom Shia LaBeouf. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. Keep your dreams alive. And remember, all things are possible for those who believe. So we have to just believe and just do it. Like Shia LaBeouf said, we have this secret, the daily teachings from Rhonda Byrne that I'm going to be talking to you or reading to you today. Uh, we're going to be listening to a little bit of Bob Dylan, some Tangled Up in Blues to start off the show. I was Tangled Up in some blues. We all have the blues sometimes. And they reared their head and they're here and they're, they were here and they're gone and we'd move forward. Did you know Bob Dylan's real name is Robert Zimmerman? It is. Fun fact. Nothing major. <laughs> Kansas, we're going to be hearing from them in Rush. We'll also hear from the Almond Brother Band and we'll also hear from his Delta Cats and Jackie Brenston. That's an old 50s song. Delta, or excuse me, Rocket 88 is the name of the song. I saw that song and it just reached out to me to hear it and um it's about a rocket 88 and it made me think about a story of my Oldsmobile Delta 88 not mine my parents and we'll get into that and I'll tell you about that story we'll hear a little bit of you too desire and Van Halen finish what you started because we're going to finish what we started right here we live on a planet which is a morning show coming out into the airways and talking to you guys in the morning time and saying hello and giving you a little bit of words of wisdom that was air quotes that you couldn't see and their words of wisdom, not always, and they're going to be epic or they're going to be, you know, life-changing or anything like that. But there's something that we can get out of it together and we can learn to practice our thought process together, unlock our brains, and just move forward. And let's do that today on Tuesday, March 6th. Move forward and start off the show with a little bit of Tangled Up in Blues, then Kansas I also have some phone calls that we're going to dive into today when we come back. So stay tuned right after the songs, music. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to We Live on a Planet. And that was Carry On Our Wayward Son, Kansas. And right before that, Tangled Up in Blues, Bob Dylan. We were tangled up in blues a little bit, but we're moving forward and nothing is impossible. we got to keep our dreams alive and remember all things are possible for those who believe. Gal Divers said that. Devers, Gail Devers. Man, sometimes my brain just feels like it does not want to work with my brain. That's what I was talking before about reading out loud. And sometimes when I read out loud, my brain fills in what other things are supposed to be. Hopefully it doesn't happen right now when I read to you the secret daily teachings, Rhonda Byrne, day 21. Never try to compel others to change. Leave them free to change naturally and orderly because they want to. And they will want to when they find that your change was worthwhile. 
to inspire in others a desire to change for the better is truly noble, but this can do only by leaving them alone and becoming more noble yourself. Christian Larson, Mastery of Self, Day 21. I like that. That's good, you know. Often we want to try to change others and tell them what they should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing. And right now, my youngest daughter, Abby, she's 22. She's in that what should she be doing stage and feeling torn. And it's hard not to try to grab those reins. I was talking about reins the other day and how they feel like they fall. And then the, everything seems impossible. And I was trying to grab those reins and I want to grab hers and help her. And there's only the only thing I can really do right now is just be here for her and support her in any capacity I can, but uh, ultimately let her try to find those reins and let her lead her horse to where she needs to go. And that's hard to do. It's hard. We want to get our hands into everything. It was like I was saying earlier, what you want in life, other people are going to want too. You have to believe in yourself enough to accept that you have an equal right to it. And so when I was saying, though, that people want to get, people always want to control what you're doing anyways. That's the hard part about life. There's so many hard parts. You know, I'm not, once again, I'm not preaching to you. You guys all know these struggles that we deal with. Just saying something that was going on in my life, how I want to just grab those reins. And right now I'm hearing her just, life is just doing the, and it's hard. I want to help her because I know she's just, she's going through that loop. And we all learn from it. Let's learn from Spirit of the Radio. I'm going to hear a little bit of Rush today. And um, <laughs> might as well play. I'm in Brothers, Rambling Man, because I'm rambling on. Play those songs. We'll come back, tell you about that Delta 88 story, and get into a couple phone calls that I got from a friend, Jason. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more to come at We Live on a Planet, only on Anchor Radio. Patrick, just wanted to chime in real quick. So maybe a uh, food for thought. Um, like you were posting yesterday saying you started the, your segment off like you sounded like you're a professional, and you did. And it sounded great. And you said, then you reverted back, I'm not a professional. Well, this is the action behind all that. Develop in your mind. You are you. You are the professional of Patrick of your world. And with all that being said, all you have to do is is put the action, become the professional Patrick that you really are. And don't revert to what you say you should need to do. Start doing. And then the, the last thing that I want to say, I'm going to have to make this in two segments, so I'm going to call back in just a second. So part two of my comments is basically this. So start reviewing your content before you post. And if you start hearing too much of reverb, reverting back to something you don't want to be or a mood you don't want to be, hold off for a little bit. All the professionals really do this. And, you know, as you want to become more alive as your, as your broadcasting career progresses, then you know that you've taken the steps of what you need to do to be able to achieve that goal, you know. I love your show. I totally do, and I dig and I consider you as a friend. So here's a remedy. When you want to get started with your show, 
I'm going to suggest as a part of the challenge that I made to you a couple days ago, go and do something physical before you broadcast. That's what I want to say. Welcome back to We Live on a Planet right here on Anchor Radio. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for that phone call. We also heard right before that uh, Ramblin' Man, Armin Brothers, and Rush Spirit of the Radio. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I am trying to just be my best, be the best Patrick that I can. It brings me to the daily teachings, what I had just read right before this segment, of just, you know, accepting who I am and believing in myself. And I appreciate that you believe in me as well and that you consider me a friend. And you give me great sound advice, Jason. I love to be the whole professional part. And, hey, this is Patrick, and how are you doing out there? And I, I do want to do that. And sometimes it comes off as maybe it isn't real. And I want to just be real but also professional. So it's that fine line. You know, it gives me that fine line that I try to walk and then overthink and all that kind of stuff that I don't want to do and I'm not going to do. So let's get to this. Thank you, Jason, for the phone calls and the just the encouragement. So like I was going to say, I was going to tell a story. Now, I don't have a story, this story planned out, but I can tell you just a little bit about my experience with a Delta 88. And it was my parents, and it was 1988, and they had an Oldsmobile Delta 88. It was silver. Not that the color matters, but maybe it will help me bring back the story. And I was a new driver. I started driving in, at the age of 16. Before that, my brother was driving, and I can remember watching him drive. So I consider myself a good driver. I was already knew all the basics. Well, at the time, I was already heavily into alcohol abuse at that age. Um, actually, I'm celebrating like two years and six months now, I believe, or two, yeah, I'm coming up, yeah, so over two years. But I was heavily into drinking even at that age, and at the time, I was dating a girl that lived in Oswego. That's where I am right now, my fine town of Oswego, but I lived out in the town of New Haven which is maybe 15 minutes from this town that I'm in. And it's right out in rural country, deer country. And I'm out dating this girl out here in Oswego. And at the time still, like I said, not still, just getting heavily into alcohol. On with the story, Patrick. Speed it up a little bit, my producer told me. Get to the point. And I would meet her, and she would sneak out of her house, and we'd, I'd meet her up into my car and we'd go parking at the lake, Lake Ontario. And I had to get her back to her house and I would get these Bartles and James wine coolers. How I would get them and buy them, it was pretty e easy back in the day. You just knew the right place to go, the right bar, not bar, right store. And most of the time you wouldn't even get ID'd. So here I'm 18 buying these Bartles and James wine coolers. They came in a four pack. And we would drink as many as we could. And I'd get like two of them, two of the four packs. But I'd I'd suck down most of them. So I drop her off and I have to drive back home. And I'm embarrassed by this. So this is not like a funny story, you know, right now. Drinking and driving has affected how many hundreds of thousands of people. It's taken away lives. And I was a young, dumb kid at 18 driving home on these rural country. Once I made it out of the city, it was easy. And I say city, it's this town has less than 20,000 in it. But I made it out of the big city of Oswego, and I'm driving, and I'm paying attention the best I can. And I, I'm on a rural road, 
I'm getting very close to my home and I have these empties that I want to get rid of. So I come up to an intersection and there's no street lights or anything out on these country roads. And I come up to the intersection and I decide I'm going to dump these empties out in the ditch. These, this four pack of Bartles and James wine coolers. Maybe it was two, maybe it was two four packs. Like I said, at the time, can't quite remember the whole point is I was going to be throwing them out. And so as I'm making a right hand turn around this intersection, there's no street lights or anything. It's quiet out there. There's no traffic. So I know there's nobody coming or anything. This is the reason why it's my perfect opportunity to ditch these Bartles and James. And at the time I wasn't thinking about littering because I would never litter now, but back then I'm just, just ditch them, just get them out of the car before I get home. I had had too much to drink. I wasn't drunk, but I had had too much to drink. So I take this right-hand corner at a slow pace to throw these out in the ditch to the left. And just as I'm turning, I hear this crunch sound and everything. I hit these people's mailbox that was right on the corner as I was turning. And it was a mailbox that jutted out out into the road some, and it had a swivel on it so it could move in case there was a plow. So it was enough to give, but it scraped all along the front of the dash, or not dash, front of the car, front of the hood, and banged up the car some, and I'm, oh shit, shit, what am I going to do? I'm going to get in trouble. I ditched the bottles and continue on forward. What am I going to do? I get home, and there's, uh, my, my dad is an avid hunter, and he's got a couple deer head in the house mounted, so I go up and I grab a handful of hair, and I'm trying to hide it all into the area and make it look and sound like I hit a deer. And the next day, my I'm up early, so I can try to wake up or be up before I can. My parents see it, and I have to tell them right away. And I just, sorry, mom and dad. And I'm telling this story right now. Don't ever lie to your parents. Don't ever lie to anybody. But I lied. I just came right out and lied and said uh, I hit a deer. Because I didn't want to tell them that I'd been drinking and driving in their car at only 18 when they're letting me use it. And to this day, they know the truth now, but for years I kept that awe, that story going. And enough so to where, I don't know if the statute of limitations is off on this, and I hope nobody comes knocking on my door right now and tries to get me for insurance fraud, but um, my parents must have believed me or maybe they acted like they believed me, but when the insurance adjuster came out, he believed that I hit a deer and uh, they, he paid the claim because I, you know, it looked the way I made it look, you know, there was no blood or anything, but I put enough hair around for my dad's. So, uh, yeah, I, I committed insurance fraud before. That's what the whole story came out. And when I, all of a sudden I'm getting to the end of this story, everything, it sounds all like, why am I telling this story? The moral of the story is don't lie, don't lie. But I did lie, and that's what happened. And now, granted, I'm, I'm telling you, this was back in 1988, so I hope there is no statute of limitations. And it wasn't like uh, it was a major claim or anything like that. It was something very minor, very small, I think. And I ended up just uh, scraping the hood up and something minor. I've, now I'm trying to see. I'm backpedaling through this story. <laughs> I'm trying to backpedal going, oh, no. What did I do? Hey, it was a long time ago. I hope you enjoyed the story about my Delta 88 deer accident story. And um, speaking of that, let's play Rocket 88. Name of the artist is his Delta Cats, Jackie Brenston. And then U2 Desire. That U2 Desire, the reason why I'm playing that is I 
No, let's, uh, yeah, U2 Desire. I believe that came out in 1988. If not, oh, well, sue me. Oh, geez. I hope somebody doesn't sue me for insurance broad. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more to come at We Live on a Planet, only on Anchor Radio. Oh, boy. Welcome back to We Live on a Planet right here on Anchor Radio. It's Tuesday, March 6th, Tuesday, March 6th edition, 2018. And we just heard from U2 Desire. And right before that, his Delta Cats and Jackie Brenson, Rocket 88. And U2 Desire, I desire not to get in trouble after telling that Delta 88 story about my uh, little bit of insurance mishap that happened back in 1988. I don't know why I keep talking about it. I just all of a sudden, you know how when you tell a story after you tell it, you're like, why did I? Oh, no. What was I doing? Oh, that's me. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but it was a good story nonetheless, and it was so long ago. And so if somebody does come knocking on my door, I would like to make amends for that now. Anyways, I think that that's part of, well, not part, I not think, I know that's part of the 12 steps of recovery. I was talking about being in recovery and celebrating now over two years and six months of sobriety and saving almost $26,000 worth in that two and a half years. And I never finished all my 12 steps. And I know there's people out there right now listening to that. And if you are in the process saying, of getting sober saying you're going to set yourself up for failure. And I hope not. It was working for me at a, at a brief time when I was doing AA meetings and I was enjoying it and I liked it. And then it became real stale for me. I was in what they call old timers meetings and quote unquote old timers. It was just kind of a lot of negative, a lot of grumbling and a lot of, I don't know what I'm doing because they have so much longer than I do with sobriety. And I just throw that stuff out the window. It doesn't really matter that I have over two years so sobriety. It's no different than somebody has two hours or two days. If you can stay sober and just stay away from it, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. And there's no, no, um, no difference. And that's really, truly the way I believe in it. And the whole making amends and doing all those things, that's the way I li live my life anyways. I try to live my life right to the fullest of being the best person I can when I interact with you right from the beginning. And I don't want to have to apologize at a later date as long as I'm treating you in the golden rule as soon as I'm meeting you right in the very beginning of our encounter. And that's what I try to do. Except with um, insurance adjusters, I guess. Oh, there I go again. I brought it up. <laughs> so... I had a phone call the other day, though, um, from Michael Conway, and I appreciated it. And he gave me some good advice and told me to not get overwhelmed with the show and to do some show notes the night before. And I took his advice and took down a couple quotes. But here it is still. I started the show at 6 o'clock, and it's 6.49 Eastern Standard Time. So it's taken me about 40, 49 minutes, and I know the show isn't that long. But just the whole process of putting it together listening to myself and taking away something that maybe I didn't like or if I screwed up at the beginning. And when I first started doing this show, I didn't do that. I would just run right through. And if I screwed up a little bit, I would keep moving forward. But I want to also try to do this since it has changed over in the podcast format, put in a little bit more thought, a little bit more time, a little bit more, not more effort, because I was putting in a lot of effort as it is, but just um, in more, I guess, 
even more of a show format. So Michael Conway was calling in. He was telling me how he deals with some mental health issues and um, some of his stresses. And I wanted to play that phone call again. And then um, I got a follow-up from our friend Jason that we just heard from. So let me play those two calls or that call from Michael again in case you didn't hear it yesterday, and um, the one from Jason. The reason why I'm doing that, too, is I support our veterans. I support uh, very much so. My daughter is a veteran, and I support our veterans, and I support anybody who's struggling with any mental health disorders. So in saying that, too, the phone lines are always open here at We Live on a Planet. Feel free to call me at any time. I can't promise I'm always going to give you the best advice, but I'm here for you to uh, talk to if you need a friendly ear a friendly voice, I'm here. So reach out of that darkness and give me a buzz if you need to. All right, let's take those calls. I'll be right back. Stay tuned to We Live on a Planet. There's more to come. Hey, Patrick, this is Michael Conway, the Illuminarch of Illuminarch Podcast Radio, and I was just calling to say, um, I, I understand because I too struggle with severe uh, mental health issues. And, you know, um, though I take uh, different medication because I'm mostly PTSD is my biggest one. I'm a combat vet, so it's, it, it's combat stress is, is loves to ravage my fucking head. Um, but the fact is, is that I was uh, really saying that I uh, think that the one thing that helps me out is organizing my day the night before so that way you don't have to get up too many hours early to gather quotes you you set yourself up a, a window in which to do it and you schedule out your day i just want to chime in on enlightened anarchy hey that was great you think about your content before the day before so you're not scrambled, and uh, hey, I commend you as a vet, and I salute you, you know, I'm also one who suffers from PTSD, and uh, hey, what a great, that was such a great piece to add on a, to We Live on a Planet, awesome job. Welcome back to We Live on a Planet right here on Anchor Radio, thank you so much guys for those phone calls and that interaction I'm from Michael and Jason, I appreciate you both. I mean that, and uh, that brings me to another phone call my producers tell me we have a cup. We've got just a little bit more time in the show. We've we've played a lot of music for you. We've talked about a lot of nonsense and a lot of good stuff as well. But my producer saying we got time for another phone call, at, at least two more. So let's take them, and I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Patrick, I hope you had a good holiday. I have to admit, I don't feel very well at all. I feel quite sick, actually. Anyway, you know, these things are sent to testers, aren't they? And it just means I'm having to watch lots of rubbish American TV shows. No offence. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm sure we could do something. Well, we will do something. It will just be when, so I don't know if you, uh, if you have any suggestions. My brain's not working probably as good at the moment and uh yeah i hope you had a good uh, vacation and uh yeah i'm off to go and get back under the duvet 
Welcome back to We Live on a Planet. Thank you, Simon, for that phone call, and I hope you feel better. Simon's under the weather. He's got himself either the flu or the cold, and he's getting himself under the duvet, which here in America we call covers or a blanket. I like how you call it a duvet. Simon over across the pond. Thank you. We can learn a lot from one another, and I look forward to when you do feel better, us getting something together here on Anchor. Who knows what it is? I'm not sure yet either myself, but it sounds fun. It would be, I think, something that we can both gain from because we both have stuff that we need to talk about and get out on the airwaves. And Simon's doing, I think he's on day six of day 31 days of post-traumatic stress disorder. He's talking about that. He's a combat veteran as well. We heard from uh, Michael Conway who is. And so I really, veterans and every you guys hold a near and dear spot to my heart. Thank you for your service, wherever branch that you might have served in or whatever country you served for. So thank you. Um, it looks like uh, I thought I had one more call, but I don't. I don't. So that's fine. The phone lines are open, though, and send them on in. And I hope to have your ear again tomorrow. The show ran a lot longer than what I thought. It took me a little bit longer than what I was gonna, what I was going to do. And that's okay, though, because I'm learning. And it was fun to be able to talk to you. So if you were planning on tuning in right at 6 a.m. and here it is almost 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe we'll be doing it just a little bit later, but I'm going to do my best to get back on at 6 a.m. so that way you can plan on starting your day hearing We Live on a Planet right here on Anchor Radio, hearing from me, Patrick, because I love hearing from you guys too and I get a lot out of listening to you. I was an active listener out uh, on the airwaves and I heard a lot of good stuff these past couple of days. So thank you. And let's finish off the sto- show with Van Halen. Finish off. We started. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks again. And I will talk to you then. Peace. <laughs>